Welcome to episode 15 of the WP Campus podcast, a podcast for those using WordPress in higher education. WordPress is popular in higher ed for a lot of reasons, and being open source has to be near the top of that list. That means that you, yes, you, can contribute bug fixes and new features to the project, but actually showing up and contributing can be intimidating. How do you get started? My name is Brian DeConnick at NC State University. I am joined by Joe McGill. Joe previously worked for Washington University in St. Louis and now works with the WordPress development firm Human Made. In January, he spoke at WP Campus Online on the topic, Showing Up, Learning How to Make a Contribution. Joe joins us today to talk more about contributing code back to WordPress and contributing to the things that we, we use and care about more generally. Welcome, Joe. Thank you. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for coming on. Um, so you gave this talk for WP Campus Online, and uh, it all came out of what you've done with responsive images and WordPress. So yeah. since there are folks who might be listening and who are part of the WP Campus community who aren't developers, sure. uh, could you tell us a little bit about what responsive images are and why we should care? Sure, sure. Yeah, so responsive Im images is... Um, to simplify, generally a um, uh, a term that is sort of used as an all-encompassing um, term to cover lots of browser technology that has been developed over the last several years that allows um, web developers to put images in their website um, with some extra information so that um, servers can send users the right size image for their device, whether they're on a small screen, a large screen, whether they've got a retina screen or like a single um, DPI sort of screen, um, just, to, just to help for performance and, and keep everything looking really nice and crisp. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, I'm, my, I'm on my smartphone and I don't need the huge high resolution, you know, something that's, that's correct. So, yeah. so it's not, Dare I say it, it's not the most exciting thing in the world? <laughs> um, what was it, it about? What was it about this that grabbed your attention and made this like this is a thing you're excited about? That that yeah. Got you, I mean, so in your talk, you talk about how you started out presenting at WordCamp about That's responsive right. images. Why did you want to talk about responsive images That's at right. WordCamp? Yeah. So um, I think lots of the conversation around responsive images. Um, started happening not too long after responsive design sort of sort of caught on, um, which was after um, Ethan Marcotte's um, sort of big article on a list apart in 2010, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so what quickly happened when people started doing these responsive websites is that they realized that um, a lot of designers are on these big fancy screens with you know really high uh, you know retina sort of. Uh, details in their screen and you know they want to make sure that the sites look super crisp and so they were they were putting gigantic images in their websites and then for folks that are on um, smaller screens like phones especially at that time retina screens weren't as big of a deal um, I think almost all new phones now have have retina screens but um, at the time it wasn't as big of a deal and screens were much smaller and lots of folks are on um, slower uh, slower networks and so we'd have these big images that were being sent um, sort of across the network to these small, smaller devices, and it's just a bad situation. It's a bunch of wasteful data that makes um, the pages load slower and all that sort of thing. And so I was, uh, I was working on mostly front-end web development around that time, and performance um, is a, was a big priority. And it's still, it's still something I care quite a bit about. Um, and so 
um, this effort that was underway to sort of solve that problem caught mm -hmm. my attention. I thought it was really interesting. And one of the things that, that I also really thought that was interesting about it is that the folks that were the most involved in solving that were not um, the, the browser uh, developers themselves, but was actually web developers who, um, they were the ones who were being confronted with this problem and they were the ones who sort of set out to try and solve it in a, in a very um, sort of do-it-yourself sort of way, which was kind of neat. Right, it was almost the sort of grassroots movement of like, let's exactly figure out right. a way to solve. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you uh, you talk about it at WordCamp. Yeah. And then somewhere from there to maybe a year or so later, a little over a year later, uh, responsive images are part of WordPress 4.4. They're part of WordPress core. What happened yeah. from one to the other? It sounds really simple when you put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> So yeah, I mean, I joke with with folks a lot, um, you know, at like my local WordPress meetup or or people, you know, that that other developers that I that I work with, that um, you know, one of the best ways to learn something and to get your head into something is to is to do a presentation about it, and that's sort of what happened to me with uh, with that WordPress talk um, at the WordCamp in St. Louis in 2014. Um, really, it was a good chance for me to really to to better understand both the responsive images work in the status that it was at the time. It wasn't yet sort of uh, codified in the official HTML that it is now, but um, but it was on its way. And so to learn sort of where things were at that point and how you could best make use of that technology in WordPress um, helped me sort of onboard into that process. Mm -hmm. And and I had started kind of paying attention to WordPress development and contributed a, a bug fix or two um, around that point um, and was looking for you know, bigger contributions I could make or bigger uh, projects I could get involved in and happened to hear that some folks were planning to try to do responsive images in WordPress. And, and it just ended up being sort of a right place, right time sort of situation for me where I, I had just done um, kind of all of this research on my own to, to better understand responsive images and WordPress and kind of how, how you might um, do that in your theme or whatever. And so uh, it, it was just a, a perfect alignment of my interests at the time. Mm -hmm. um, so I started to, to get involved at that point. And that's, that's sort of how I discovered that that project was happening. Mm -hmm. yeah. So let's talk a little bit about getting involved with, uh, with making WordPress. So yeah. at, at the time, it was um, like a collection of IRC groups, right? Um, yeah, now, I it's think... all, now it's all consolidated into Slack. Yeah, I think that was about the time that things moved over to Slack, but yeah, it was, it was sort of in that sort of time frame. Um, and, and I remember when I first discovered that, that there was sort of a public place where you could go um, watch the conversations that were happening around uh, WordPress core development, mm -hmm. and you could track um, not just the release to release progress, but you could see what are the pro ongoing projects that people are working on. Um, you can actually watch the conversations, see you know how decisions are made. Um, and that there was a weekly conversation. And then, and then, you know, I did learn after the fact that there's lots of other sort of subgroups that, that, that converse. But the fact that it's all public and you can, um, you can watch them, you can follow along, you can participate in them was, mm -hmm. you know, fairly mind-boggling and, and life-changing in some ways for me. Um, <laughs> whereas before it was sort of like, all right, wait for a new release to, to happen, read the developer notes and go like, all right, what are all the things that I need to make sure that I fix in my code before this release comes out and we right. put it out to you know our campus or, or whatever. 
now I could actually like see the development as it was happening and, uh, and be a little more in the loop. And, uh, and it's something anybody can do. Um, I think if you just go to, uh, I think it's chat.wordpress.org and sign up, um, mm -hmm. you can get in the Slack channel and, and be involved today. It's pretty cool. So I am in that Slack group and I do watch <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's a little intimidating just on the just on the speed at which things happen. Like yeah. you know, if you're following the core, like hashtag core channel, um, you know, I I I was saying before we started recording today turned into a three meeting day. So okay. when I get done with all of my meetings, I'm probably going to come back and there are going to be maybe 150 messages in there or right. something like that. Right. So how how do you how do you deal with the volume? How do you yeah. come to terms with like there's so many people involved there's so many people trying yeah. to put their ideas forward how do you find your niche so that you can actually contribute yeah no that's a good question um i think you know the first thing that i i would not even try to attempt is to read all the things because there's mm -hmm. just too much to read like to, to try to assume that that is a prerequisite to being able to be prepared to to contribute in a meaningful way is just not realistic um, so a couple of things I would start out by telling people um, there is a weekly development meeting. It happens uh, every Wednesday, depending on your time zone. It's a different time, sure. um, but it's um, in the afternoon where, where I'm at here in St. Louis. Um, and that happens every week. And so that's a good first place to sort of show up and sort of get the collection of what's the, the big agenda items. Mm -hmm. um, you can watch the make.wordpress.org uh, slash core blog mm -hmm. uh, that will contain sort of bigger summaries of, of things that are happening. Um, and so you can kind of keep up with sort of the major, the major pieces. Um, and I'd say those are the first two places that I would encourage people that, that are interested to sort of like keep an eye and just sort of kind of know what's going on. Um, but then as you realize that like there's some particular focus that you're really interested in, whether it's media or accessibility or multi-site or the customizer or the API or, you know, all sorts of different things that you might be uh, focused in. Um, there are generally teams that are focused on those particular efforts and they will have their own weekly meeting at a certain point during the week. Um, and so you can do a lot just by paying attention to, you know, just the one or two things. Mm -hmm. that you that you were interested in and even those um you know you don't have to show up every week for right um, and that's that's kind of the first way that i would get involved mm -hmm. so let's talk a little bit about what you actually did with these responsive yeah. images yeah. um you know i so i people from my group have contributed bug fixes and it's usually you know we realize that in the latest version, there's a typo here, and it's impacting this one really minor use case or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a pretty straightforward change. You know, you put that, you report that, and you watch it come through. What you were working on is a lot bigger than that. You were creating new functionality and right. changing the way WordPress handles right. images. So walk us through how you go about adding something on that scale. Uh, well, first of all, I mean, at least in terms of that feature, it was a feature that I knew, um, you know, the conversation started before I got involved. So sure. it was already a feature that um, that core lead developers were interested in. That right. they, 
you know, had sort of, um, sort of green lighted as something yeah. that would be considered. Right. Um, and, and, I think, and, and I don't mean to overstate like, you know, you were the one man who made it oh happen. Goodness, no, absolutely. Right. Not. I was, I happened to be involved with a, a team of great developers, um, and people who just, you know, some people who just showed up and, and fixed one little piece of the thing, um, and what weren't involved the whole way through. But, um, uh, you know, I, I think one of the things that, that people, often um, maybe don't take advantage of is the fact that there is lots of ongoing work on big features happening all the time. Mm -hmm. So um, currently there's a big project um, to uh, recreate a new version of the editor in WordPress. It's one of the big focuses that we've got going right now. Um, and there's a team of people working on it. and But that team is sort of an open for all comers. So if uh, particularly if you have um, you know, a, a big interest in, in editors, uh, you know, text editors and, and the way that that works in WordPress, uh, if you've got some JavaScript skill, but even, even not, if you just, something you're interested in, that's a great place to get involved. So it's a feature that's already sort of got some steam going and, and that sort of thing. And, and responsive images was a similar sort of situation for me <clears throat> where conversations had started and I had an interest. And so I went to find out kind of how could I get involved and, <clears throat> And so that project and, and the, the editor project is a good example of this too. That feature was started to be built as a plugin. Um, and a lot of that development work actually happened in GitHub, which is sort of outside of the way that WordPress uh, contribution happens um, for most things, which, which happens sort of in our own um, bug tracking system called track mm -hmm. that, um, that, we, uh, that we maintain. And that in and of itself could be kind of intimidating to people because it's just not, uh, you know, familiar. I think to most people who are doing open source work these days. Um, but the, uh, um, you know, for me, it was getting involved there and starting to figure out, you know, is there, you know, let's test what work has happened at this point and and give feedback and and because I had done some work, you know understanding both how media works in WordPress and how responsive images sort of works. Um, I just happened to, to see a couple places right off the bat that I could, um, that I could contribute some things that I, that I noticed that mm -hmm. I could fix. Um, and so I submitted a pull request to the plugin author um, who had started uh, a developer out of New York named uh, Tim Efko, who's a great guy. Um, and uh, and went back and forth, and he ended up, you know, saying, "Yeah, that looks good. Let's let's add it." And uh, and as soon as I saw that first sort of like green check mark that, you know, something that I wrote was, um, you know, going to be a part of this thing, um, it was sort of a uh, an addicting feeling that you know just sort of kept me going to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Um, and then over time, what I thought was going to be like a, you know, I'll just show up and maybe maybe fix a bug or two turned into me um, by the time like a year had passed being one of the lead uh, developers on that project. And so it, that certainly wasn't the goal at the outset, um, but it's just following those little bitty incremental right. contributions that end up turning into something bigger than what you would expect at times. Right, they hook you with a green check mark they and do. then it's just they all do. your time. <laughs> <laughs> they do. That, that, can be, that can be the case, yeah. Um, so what's it, so you, at the time you were working at Washington University, St. Uh -huh. Louis, um, uh -huh. I'm guessing with a reasonably small web team because that's how universities are. Yeah. What's, what's it like 
working on a project with this distributed global open yeah. source community, like culturally and just in terms yeah. of how you approach your work, how, how's it different? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I was fortunate at, at Washington University to be a part of a, a pretty big team, relatively speaking, for higher ed. Um, you know, I think when I when I left WashU, the team was um, all said a little over 12 folks. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, including, you know, designers, content people and all that sort of thing. And so, um, so it was a rare special place in that, in that, in that sense. Um, but, uh, you know, working on WordPress development, which is this big global project, um, very asynchronous in terms of communication, um, is, is a very different thing than, you know, sharing an office with folks and just like whiteboarding stuff. Um, you know, in some ways it's really cool to be able to, um, you know, work on a project where I mean, one of the one of the lead developers that that helped with responsive images um, at the time I think was based out of Spain uh, from Barcelona, and and so there were often times where you know we'd you know I'd work on something in the evening, um, and then uh, you know leave notes, and then the next morning when I'd wake up, you know he had already pushed things forward quite a bit. And so there, there's this sort of like interesting cycle where we could sort of hand off to each other. Mm -hmm. um, but it means that you've got to be uh, much better at uh, communicating via, you know, text and communicating via, um, you know, email and, and being able to sort of work independently and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's something that, that I've, you know, it's worked for me. It's, and it's been sort of nice to, um, to be involved that way. And then now at Human Made, it's, it's very similar. We've got, um, you know, a globally distributed team of, of people who are just experts at WordPress and mm -hmm. being able to work with folks in all different time zones is uh, some communication challenges at times, but it's, it's nice that you don't have to um, just be limited to working with people that you have to be in proximity with in terms of, um, you know, local space, that sort of thing. Sure. Yeah. Uh, do you know any of the, uh, did you know person like interact with beforehand or just know of their work? Any of the people that you worked with on the responsive images, any of the other developers? No, not at the time when I start, when I started, um, mm -hmm. you know, one of the things that was really helpful as we, uh, sort of got closer to, um, you know, we started as a plugin and, and got a lot of people to test the plugin and mm -hmm. um, got good feedback before we ever tried to introduce it as a, as a WordPress core um, feature that we would merge into to core itself. Mm -hmm. um, when we got to the point where it was starting to be like close to what I would call maybe a beta for, for uh, people to test to, to put in the core, um, a couple of developers that had been core developers um, sort of jumped on and, and sort of helped us, um, you know, just because we didn't have a lot of experience in terms of core development, mm -hmm. uh, helped us sort of uh, traverse that sort of process, right. um, which was super helpful. Um, Mike Schroeder, who is one of the um, core committers, uh, it was instrumental and in, in really helping um, and, and has since become a good friend because of that process. And, mm -hmm. and so, um, and I, and oftentimes, I mean, I found that we would go to one of those, you know, Wednesday development meetings and, you know, give a status update, you know, towards the end of the project and say like, you know, here's this one tricky bug that we, you know, are, are kind of stuck on. And, you know, within a couple of days, somebody had sorted it out for us, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so there, there are lots of times, um, 
you know, and I think this is probably one of the most important lessons for me in the process is there's lots of times where um, the challenges, the technical challenges, particularly that the project presented um, felt way past my ability mm-hmm. to be involved in. And, and there were definitely, you know, those times of imposter syndrome that I think we get at times, you know, right. where, where it's like, I, I don't have the chops to, to make this happen. Um, and, um, and the reality was that, that I didn't need to make it all happen. Like there was a community, global community, as we mentioned, of people who were interested and who, you know, when you ask for help, um, you know, somebody inevitably would show up out of the woodwork and, and, um, happen to know the thing that you didn't know that was the the key to unlocking the, the problem. And, um, and that was a really rewarding experience to be a part of as well, to see mm-hmm. that like um, what a community can do as a group when you kind of pool resources and, and to know that you don't have to solve it all yourself to, to contribute. Sometimes all you need to do is show up and say, um, you know, hey, we're doing this thing and, um, you know, I'm going to ask for help and, and mm-hmm. just, just keep the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, had uh i think a moment kind of a couple months before that core merge where i remember distinctly um thinking to myself like i don't know that i have the ability to to make this happen um but i know that if i just quit because i feel like i don't i don't have the chops if i just give up this project is definitely gonna suffer mm-hmm. um so I can keep working on it and keep pushing it and keep showing up until, you know, somebody who actually has the power to make the decision that like, yeah, this isn't good enough, like gives that feedback and says, no, it's not ready. Keep working. Or, or somebody else comes and says like, we just need to transition. Somebody else needs to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Because if I, if I stopped working on it, it was gonna, it was, you know, it was going to suffer. Sure. Um, but if I kept working on it, at least, at least there was opportunity for it to, to move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, it was sort of out of my hands. And that was, right. that was a good, a good thing to sort of get my head around. Cause it's easy to just kind of go like, nah, I, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so in your, I just re-listened this morning to your, uh, W campus online talk. Yeah. And, uh, you talk about, uh, like, I don't remember exactly what you said, but it's something like, you know, doing as much as you can when you can and just yeah. being confident in, you know, you've contributed that much and you'll right. contribute that much more and, and right. so on and so on. Right. Um, so with this imposter syndrome dynamic, <laughs> uh, I guess, did you ever reach a point where you just sort of stopped and thought to yourself, I belong, you know, this is... this is obviously something that I can do. <laughs> I am, I am on top of the world. Um. I wish I could say that, yeah, there's a, there's a point where you're going to go like, yeah, no, I'm, you know, I'm totally qualified for this. I, uh-huh. I think, and, and I think that this is an individual personality thing. I think some people just innately have the self-confidence to, to feel, to be less prone to that than others. Uh-huh. Um, but generally I think that, that most of us, if we're honest with ourselves, have that voice inside our heads that says, you know, like everybody else around you that is your professional peer or whatever, they've got their act together better than you have. They've got, um, they know more than you know. Um, you know, and if anybody found out what you actually know, like 
you would be laughed out of the room kind of a thing. I mean, I think mm -hmm. th that's particularly, I, and I think, you know, at least, you know, I'm, uh, I started doing web development, um, you know, tinkering back in the nineties, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and at that point, you know, all web development was fairly do it yourself. You know, I think mm -hmm. a lot, and a lot of us in the web, web development in industry have done a lot of self-learning um, comparatively, you know, to other fields that are, that are maybe more, you know, professional track with very, very obvious sort mm -hmm. of steps in the process. Um, and so I, I think that there is, you know, in some ways probably a, a higher, I mean, I, this is a, just a guess on my, on my part, but I think that there's probably a higher percentage of people that work in the web that have that feeling of, um, I don't know that I belong here because sure. so many of us have done things, learned things on our own right. um, and don't have that sort of external validation, um, you know, that like, um, you know, a PhD program would give you or, a, right. you know what I mean? Something that says like, yes, you took this test and you are now a certified JavaScript expert or, you know, whatever, right. you know, like, um, so it's really easy to question, dude, did I, you know, am I as good as I should be? Um, and so I think that's just a thing that, um, you know, you gotta be honest with yourself and say, like, um, all, all I have to offer in this situation is what I have and I'm going to work hard to, to do that well. And I want to keep learning and, um, you know, sort of let, uh, let the results be their own thing mm -hmm. and, uh, and not, um, not get too hung up in the results of the work that your, you know, sort of your ego or your self-esteem sort of hinges on it. Mm -hmm. um, because that's, that can be a crazy maker, I think for, for anybody. Sure. Yeah. So you, uh, let's skip to the end of the story. WordPress, sure. WordPress 4.4 <laughs> comes out and, um, <clears throat> responsive images are a part of that. And, uh, you said in your talk, you, you were at WordCamp US and mm -hmm. they made the announcement of the new features and mm -hmm. people applauded when, when responsive yeah. images were named. Right. Um, how'd that, how'd that feel? Um, it felt good. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. It felt good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it was something, it was a project that, that me and, and several other folks had been working on for, um, for quite a long time. And, um, and so to not, I mean, I think the biggest sort of joy was just to see, that it happened and, to, mm -hmm. and to, you know, be able to count myself among the people who were a part of it. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it's certainly like was an added sort of uh, just an added privilege really to be able to sit in a room with, you know, a bunch of people that are passionate about WordPress that showed up to, you know, uh, the U S WordCamp mm -hmm. and, and have, uh, you know, I think Scott Taylor was the one who announced the feature and, and to have, you know, a room of people applaud, um, and to have the realization that, that like the feature itself was something that was, um, that, that was something that enough people cared about that, that they would have a reaction like that to right. the fact that WordPress now includes this feature. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and really it was more about, you know, a thing that needed to happen, an idea that was bigger than, you know, any of us who worked on it that needed to happen, that was the right time for it. And, and I just happened to be a, you know, a player along the way that helped, you know, helped usher that thing into existence. Um, mm -hmm. 
it was it was a cool it was a cool feeling. Yeah. So you're still active in WordPress, in I, making WordPress Slack and I, contributing I code and things like yeah. that. What have you been working on lately? Yeah. So uh, so since then, because I, you know, learned so much in the process, um, and that's one of the things that's great about getting involved in um, contributing to any any sort of open source project that you use a lot mm-hmm. is um, you you get a different sort of familiarity with the tools that you use every day when you're actually helping to work on them and maintain them. Mm-hmm. And so in the process of that, of that project, I learned so much about um, the media component of WordPress and WordPress, if you're not familiar, the way that it's such a big project that uh, we sort of break up WordPress into these sort of sub components so that people can kind of focus on different areas. And so I learned so much about the media component in the process um, and stuck around trying to like you know help fix bugs and stuff that that came out of that work um, that I was asked um, not too long after that uh, to be to become a, a maintainer a volunteer maintainer of uh, the the media code um, which I've been doing since then and that was around I think uh, version four or five and then um, I think just before version four seven um, was asked to be a um, a a uh, core committer. Mm-hmm. So, so now I, that means that, um, you know, I've, I've done enough, uh, contributing, you know, sort of over time that the, the people who are lead developers, uh, of WordPress felt that they, you know, would trust me with, um, you know, sort of the responsibility of, of making changes to WordPress core. And, mm-hmm. um, that's certainly not something that I ever sort of sought out in the process, but, um, uh, has been a nice, you know, a nice validator if there is one, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, um, showing up and, and making a contribution is, uh, that it was not like it was worthwhile, I guess, if that sure, makes sense. Sure. So, uh, so I just keep working on media stuff mostly. Um, media has not been a big focus, uh, currently with, um, some of the big focuses in WordPress four, eight being, uh, customization, the API, um, and, uh, and, and the editor. editor that I spoke of before. Um, so there's some, um, you sort of long-term goals that we've got. Um, but a lot of it's been just sort of maintaining and, and fixing little bugs as they come up. Um, and, uh, there's lots to do with the media, um, component. So if, if there are people who are interested in the WordPress media component, whether it's how we, how we do images on the front end or the back end, um, or the media modal library and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we would definitely love to have more more folks who are interested come volunteer in that in that place. Yeah. So, so as somebody who's gone through this process of going from regular web developer out there in the world to WordPress core committer, uh, what do you think are some of the barriers that that are keeping people from saying, you know, yes, I'd, I'd like yeah. to get involved? Um, I. It's a good question. I think um, some of the barriers are just not knowing a starting point, right? Um, you know, and so to that, I would I would say, you know, a starting point is show up to those to some of those meetings. Um, usually, the best the best way to get involved in contributing to a to an open source project is to to fix your own problem. So if mm-hmm. you're using WordPress all the time and you're developing on it and you encounter roadblocks, um, whether it be a bug. Um, and you can track it down and go like, 
you know, no, this, this isn't doing what I think that it should do, or there's a limitation to this functionality that's keeping, that makes it extra hard to do a thing. Um, it's definitely something to bring up. It's definitely something, you know, look and see if there's already, there's lots of, of bugs that have been um, reported over time. So look to see if that bug's already been reported. If it mm -hmm. has, try to fix it. See if you can fix it and, and add a patch. And then um, if you can find what component it's a part of and, and you know, message the people who in Slack that uh, work on that component and just say like, hey, I'd love feedback on this. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and sometimes it takes, you know, a little bit of persistence because there's so much going on mm -hmm. to make sure that like somebody, uh, somebody has, you know, can see it and, and will review it. Um, that's really a good first way to get involved. Um, uh, but then, you know, if, if once you sort of have a sense of how WordPress works and that sort of thing, and, you know, I think I probably just observed media, me uh, not just media meetings, like the WordPress developer meetings for, you know, six months to a year before I ever attempted a contribution. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there's something to, maybe not that long, but there is something to like understanding the rhythms of how WordPress development works mm -hmm. um, that helps not only you sort of set expectations for how that communication should happen, but, but makes it, um, makes it easier to sort of traverse that, that process when you kind of understand, you know, that this is a globally, you know, distributed project and, and there are some major sort of focuses that, that people will, will focus on. And, um, so just because something's super important to you doesn't necessarily mean that it's important to everybody right now. And, that also doesn't mean that it's not important. It just means that, you know, people have to prioritize their time a little bit. And so mm -hmm. kind of understanding how that works is helpful. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so, yeah, I would start by kind of solving your own problems um, and, you know, jumping into the meetings that are relevant to your interests mm -hmm. uh, as you can. Um, probably is a good first step. Is that helpful at all? I think that's very helpful. Good. Um, I'm going to admit I'm still a little intimidated, but yeah. <laughs> Um, do you think well, there's any, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so, I mean, to the question being, you know, what are the barriers to entry? I think that other bar barrier to entry, and I think probably one of the biggest barriers to entry for almost any endeavor that you take on, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's, whether it's starting a new diet or like starting a running plan or like an exercise plan or, you know, picking up a new hobby, like, you know, learning to play guitar or something, which is something that I, I enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the hardest part is just to start. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's super, you know, because I think a lot of times you have in mind the, the end point. And so it's like mentally, I have no idea how to get to the end point of this thing. And so I like, it makes starting feel really hard. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, what, what I would do is make sure that if that is a goal that you want to, you want to contribute to, to core, um, what I would do is, um, make a goal for like a really small thing, which is mm -hmm. I need to set up the WordPress development um, environment. And that's it. Like, I'm just going to do that. Mm -hmm. And then once you've done that, maybe go look at, um, we have in track, um, you can, uh, you can look for good first bugs. And there's actually a, a Twitter feed, uh, um, like a Twitter channel now um, that sort of like um, spit those out every once in a while. So if you mm -hmm. follow, the, the WordPress good first bug Twitter account. Um, you sometimes will see those links and you can click and see, you know, is this something that I'm interested in working on? And if so, like just work on that one thing. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's really easy in pretty much any 
any sphere of any sort um, to compare like your starting point to somebody else who is way further along in the process mm -hmm. and to just go like, I, I don't know how I'm going to get from here to there. And so I, you know, until I can mentally get my head around that, I'm not going to get started. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's just an unrealistic expectation to put on yourself. And right. so, you know, just taking that first little step, I think, um, is, is enough to celebrate and to go like, yep, cool. I did it. So let's, now that I've done that, let's look at the next thing and, you know, see kind of what snowballs from there. Yeah. Yeah. In, yeah. in your, uh, in your talk for WP campus online, you, you really, you framed all of this in terms of not just contributing back to core, but also right. just contributing to anything that matters to you. And I yeah. think, I think yeah. all of the things you're talking about are really applicable very broadly, you know, anything that you might yeah. be interested in or care about. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things, so when I, when I, um, originally I wrote up the proposal for that talk, um, it was, um, the end of last year. And we have seen, I think, especially in, in the U S right now, we've seen, you know, a big jump in people over the course of not just, you know, since the election, but I mean, over the last several years, um, people who have started to pay a lot more attention to what's going on around them and not just pay attention, um, some people have just paid attention at, from a social media standpoint. Um, but, but I, I've been really, um, inspired by, by people that I've seen and people that I know who have not just started to pay attention to the things that are around them, but have actually started to get involved right. and have started to say like, you know what, like, um, the, this thing, whether it's, um, you know, my, my current job and, the, and where I'm at in my, in my job or um, what's happening in my community um, or what's happening at, you know, my kid's school or what's happening, you know, in whatever sphere matters to you, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's really easy to sort of go, okay, well, there's a problem and I'm, it frustrates me. Um, but, uh, but if you can figure out like, okay, how do I, how do I actually like get involved in, and um, some meaningful way that can that can help make make change. And I've just seen lots of people um, around me do that more. And maybe it's just you know the age that I'm in. I am. I'm starting to see more peers of mine mm -hmm. kind of do do things that just inspire me every day. Um, but uh, in some ways, when I originally gave that talk, um, I had in the back of my mind that this is, these are principles that I think can apply way beyond WordPress. It's mm -hmm. um, you know taking ownership and, and, and choosing, choosing to be a part of the, what, you know, whatever solutions you, you want to see, um, enacted in the world is, um, something that I think people understate to themselves more often than they should. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I think, I think I agree wholeheartedly with that. And, yeah. um, you know, I, it's, it's, interesting to see something very focused and something that I think about as, you know, this is my job. This is what I do, you know, going to work um, as a way of sort of framing and, and grounding this idea of, of how you influence the people around you and your community and in your life. I, I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to try to, I'm, I don't know if this is going to work. I'm going to try to tie all this back together and bring it back yeah. to WordPress. Uh, so in, 
in higher ed, you hear a lot, especially on the academic side of things, yeah. about the importance of being involved in communities and giving yep. back and being yep. present in like the yep. the places where the universities are. Uh, do you think that those of us who work on the website of higher ed, do you think we have a particular responsibility or or obligation to contribute to these open source projects and these things like WordPress that we use? Or am I am I going too far there? Am no, I signing I mean, myself up for more work than I should be signing myself up for? Well, I mean, I, I would say, you know, first of all, I, I, I would hesitate to make that obligation word. Um, uh -huh. Although, you know, I, I think there is something about citizenship that that applies to, um, you know, our, our, our digital world as well. Um, and I want to be careful a little bit because, um, you know, y you can very easily sort of get yourself into a mindset where you feel like you've got to work all of the time because when you're sure. not working at work, then you're working um, – you know, you're working at home doing free volunteer, you know, work in, in some ways. And, and a lot of people, you know, burn themselves out that way and start to feel like they've taken on more than, than what they could really handle. And I, I would not encourage anybody to do that for sure. sure. Um, but I do think that we're living in an interesting time where um, because of our communication tools and, and all sorts of things, the sense of space and place that uh, has traditionally been, you know, physical location um, is is being blurred quite a bit with you know sort of our digital digital space and place right and so as folks who uh, who work on the web and who spend a lot of their time on the web and probably uh, have a lot of their social interactions happening you know digitally with you know either friends from from all over the place from different times in our life or mm -hmm. or whatever um, you know to be a part of helping to make the structures that that are in that space um, is in some ways a kind of citizenry you know what mm -hmm. I mean um, and so if you have the the means to to help contribute and to share your knowledge or to share some of your time um, I think that's great um, I know uh, Matt Mullenweg um, several years ago at, at one of the word camps um, you know sort of put out this idea of uh, giving back 5%. And so if you are a, a company um, or a team that, that uses WordPress as a big part of your, um, you know, your business, that if you would, if you would carve out 5% uh, company time to sort of give back, um, that that would be a, a nice, you know, sort of way to, to participate in that sort of citizenry, you know, in the WordPress world. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I would say if you are, um, at a, a university and and using WordPress, um, and you can um, spend you know carve off a little time, whether it's you know one day a month that your team just focuses on contributions, or you know a couple hours a week that you can you can kind of focus some time on what can I do in WordPress. Um, not only is it really good for you know helping to move the the, the WordPress project forward. But the the investment of time, my experience has been that the investment of time you put into that sort of thing uh, ends up paying back dividends in what you learn about the tools that you're using every day. That um, helps you be smarter about solving problems right there in your own in your own uh, you know team in your own circumstance. Um, and so I I've gained more out of con uh, contributing to WordPress probably than I've put into it over over the time that I've, that I've been doing it for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's definitely something I would, I would encourage. Oh, I think that sounds great. 
Uh, thanks so much for joining me. And uh, do you have anything else you want to add right at the very end? Any inspiring words to get somebody to go join that uh, WordPress Slack group? Uh, no, I mean, just if, if it's something that interests you, like the, the bar to entry is way lower than what you think that it is mm -hmm. when you get started. So uh, don't be intimidated. Folks are, you know, super nice. So, or at least that's been my experience. As long as you, you know, are uh, kind to yourself, um, and uh, be happy to join you. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> so, if you haven't already heard, and I'm guessing you've heard, um, uh, WP Campus 2017 will be held July 14th and 15th in Buffalo, New York. Uh, early bird ticket sales just closed, but uh, regular tickets remain on sale until June 30th, and I think everybody should be there. I think everybody should go. Um, so if you can, uh, last, last year's conference was great. I had a great time, and you don't want to miss it this year. Um, just as a reminder, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and on Google Play by searching for WP Campus Podcast. And you can listen to each episode and follow links to more information at wpcampus.org slash podcast. For this episode, I'm going to make sure we have links to the WordPress version 4.4 release notes and things like that so you can see all of the, uh, all the details of the responsive image stuff that we talked about. Um, be sure to follow at wpcampus.org on Twitter for announcements about this year's conference and also for news and updates about the podcast, the WP Campus community, and anything and everything else WP Campus, um, you know, whatever Rachel's inner thoughts are, uh, it's all going to show up on the Twitter feed. And if you have a, if you have a suggestion for this podcast, tweet it at, at WPCampus.org, and we'll see it and maybe invite you to be on the show. All right. Thank you, Joe. Thank you very much. <laughs>